0: Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi folks, Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Obfuscation is the word for today. And we'll talk about that after this. Okay, let's sit around and see if I can pronounce this word. Obfuscation. What it means is um, distracting, putting up a smoke screen or something like that. Or misleading someone. To me, this is one of the primary, I should say secondary, things that a GM should know how to do. And see if the players can figure it out. That's the whole point. Now, what I'm talking about is, like, if you have a dungeon and you have a way into a secret room or cellar or something like that, you don't want to just give it to the players. they got to do a bit of work for it. And besides, it's more fun that way. See, so you walk into a bedroom in a dungeon and you describe everything and they, pick, they finally figure out what, you know, I search for secret rooms. Okay, go ahead. Do the usual roll. Now, what I like to do is to put it in the description. You can tell them what it is in the description. It's just that you've got all this other stuff surrounding it. So they got to figure out what's what. Oh, you walk into it. It looks like a bedroom with a four-poster bed. You've got a dresser over here with a mirror on top, a desk on the other corner where they're sitting down with a comfy chair with some really nice pillows on them. Some correspondence, if you can get the desk open, which is locked. And what do you do? Now, you know there's a trigger in there somewhere to get them into a secret room. You know that. They don't. But... They will probably want to look for something like secret doors or passages or something like that Well, guess what? the trigger is everything every single thing And I say that because it's either everything or nothing And what I mean by that is the fact that you can put that trigger any damn place you want and it's just to me interesting to see who can figure it out? Say you gave the description, and you decided to do something about it. Okay, what do you want? What are you going to do? Where's the trigger? Well, they can all be triggers, but you got to pick one. So, as a GM, I I describe six things in a room. I'll roll a d6, and I'll just one two three. Okay, it's that in my mind, and see if they get it problem, right? Um, lighting has a lot to do with obfustica- smoke screens also. Now, they walk into a dark corridor, they have torches or a lamp, they can only see so far, they may hear a sound, a shuffling feet sound coming towards them, or a growl or something like that. They come to a T-section and just at the end of the, the light you see This ogre that is is looking at you guys. Just barely see him. And all of a sudden, one of the party members gets hit from the left. Well, what happened? Oh, well, in this T-section, you didn't see the other ogre standing right, right to the left of the party. Because the torches didn't cover that. I know it sounds kind of cheesy and stuff, but this is the kind of thing you can play around with your players with. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to have fun at their expense, but hey, player characters, you know. they got to figure this out themselves. And if you don't figure it out ahead of time, it's okay. All you know is there is an ogre. You want an ogre there or that room you want to trigger it into a secret room or something like that. Just, I'm just, when I prep, if I'm doing a dungeon or a wilderness or whatever... I'm going to say this is going to be here. I don't know how. I don't know why. Well, I I do know why, probably. But I don't know how. But this thing is going to be here. I can't imagine. I can't even count the times that I've done, have characters just walk into an area and then just, you know, I know what's going to be in the area and then we'll figure out how they do it. We will figure it out. They will do things. I will decide whether they're good, you know, whether they find it or not. And there you go. That goes for everything. Clues and, you know, everything. I mean, some things are just like, okay, you're going down an alley in the middle of the day. Yeah, there's a couple of bandits out here. You can see them. Go down that alley in the middle of the night. Good luck. Because not only can you not see them unless you have a, a torch or some kind of light light instrument they're going to be stealthy as hell and you know it's it goes it also goes back to the fact that play your villain smart play I, I shouldn't say play your villain smart play your adversaries at their intelligence level not below not above if there is a if there's a barbarian with a 3 intelligence okay he's going to get bamboozled a lot if there is a cleric with an 18 wisdom He's going to know what's what, and he's going to, you know, react accordingly. That's what I mean by play their play their intelligence the way it's supposed to be played. This is also the point where you listen to your players. Players come up with some some of the dangest things I'm, I can't even imagine to think of, and I use them, and it's fun. But for for that, again, you have to say they said, oh, I think they're going to do this, I think we're going to do that. Well, make that happen, but don't make it obvious. You know, like I said, smokescreen it a bit by giving them two or three choices. Like you're coming to a section, you're coming to a cross section in the dungeon. You there's two doors down in front of you, to the right there's one door, and the left there's another door. And there is an obvious pit in front of the right one. What would you do? and they see stuff like oh man I bet that I hope that's an illusion I I'll bet there's stuff down there. Well guess what? There's going to be stuff down there. Now so they get across the pit and if there's anybody that shines a light or just you can even do this as a passive, a passive thing like a perception roll or anything and as they're going across they see some, see some shiny stuff in the bottom. And that intrigues them. So they decide to take a rope and go down there. What's down there? Who knows? Uh, a fortune in jewels. A, a sack full of gold pieces. A monster. Or something like that. You know, it could be a purple purple worm. Who knows? But you know, that's the kind of thing you have to do. You just gotta sort of if you if you can if you can get to the point where you can like load them up on load them up on sensory stuff. What do you smell? What do you see? What do you hear? That kind of thing. And it helped make up their minds for them. But if you just like nail them with, okay, this is all, this is what, we got this, 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 this. Okay, what do you do? You were here. What do you do? And they will start doing everything. (laughs) They will. They will, which is not a bad thing. But then I start paying attention, really paying attention to what they're doing and see if somebody does something I think would be neat. And if there's something in there they haven't found. Because, you know, there's there's all sorts of... Say you have a, a kitchen. All sorts of nooks and crannies that can be hidden in the kitchen. In the cupboards, uh, on the, under the table, on the fireplace, in a pot, up the chimney. You name it. You can put anything anywhere. And that's the time you got to start going, Hmm, okay, this guy is looking up the chimney. I think I'll have a bat fly in his face. Boom. Okay, minor thing, right? Um, okay, there's a bat, but the bat happens to be carrying some kind of amulet. Quick, stop that bat. Pretty soon they're, they're trying to catch the bat. And that's a whole lot of fun. They get it, and it's a talisman of whatever that's part of the plot. Or maybe a, a side thing in the plot. Either way, it works. So these are all little little doodan things you can do by con- confusing your players and see if they can figure out the real thing. Now, I'm not recommending you do this all the time, but it's just another tool in the GM's toolbox that you can use. And I wanted to bring that, you know, I wanted to, a lot of people to make, make note of that. So, you know, try try those and let me know how you do. Okay? All right. I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar gmail.com or drop a voicemail at Spotify for podcasters. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. I would thank you for single donations. Go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash grognard, or the PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash grognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Gilbert Soros, and Benjamin Brodell. Thank you very much. For other good podcasts, Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Key Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large at the Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tenkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye bye You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air.